Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden and you're listening to Queer Stories, the podcast for the monthly LGBTQIA storytelling night I run at Giant Dwarf in Redfern with support from the City of Sydney. This week, writer Leona Beasley. I was born and raised in the southern United States, Atlanta, Georgia to be precise. At the time, even though it was after the civil rights movement, Atlanta was highly segregated. Though it, though it was segregated, in the communities I lived in, it was socioeconomically diverse. So there were people from teachers to doctors to janitors in the neighborhood. My neighborhood was a working class neighborhood with middle-class aspirations. My mother ran a daycare center at our home. My father worked the night shift as a plumber at the Atlanta Waterworks. And nearly everyone that lived in this community had a side hustle. My father's side hustle was building dog houses. <laughs> These dog houses at best were rickety. Um, today, one might consider the wood to be reclaimed, but quite frankly, <laughs> it was junk. <laughs> um, they were, they, they, the only way that they stayed upright was be, that is because he used cement, and I always say, a little hope and a promise. <laughs> These uh, ragtag dog houses remain in the backyard until the, their owners came to retrieve them. So this is the background story to what I'm about to actually read that is adapted from my novel, Something Better Than Home, Backyard Follies. Carl and I were always careful to watch Daddy drive away, listening for his rumbling truck to turn out the driveway and down the street before we, we entered the dog houses. Each newly built structure sat near Daddy's prized tool shed. I imagined that Daddy thought he had a magic field force that would keep us out. Don't y'all go down yonder bothering those dog houses, he said. They off limits to you chilling. Yes, sir, we answered. At first, the doghouse game started off as us playing dolls. It quickly turned into a more intimate doctor-nurse game. Where's the pain, I ask. Carla pulls her shirt up, and I place my fingers on her belly. Kiss it, she said. Then I took her shirt off. I looked at Carla's prepubescent body, same as mine, and I rubbed my hands all over her bare breast. We kiss, and I lay on top of her. We giggle and kiss some more. And in what felt like a moment in my memory, 
I could hear faraway cries that, were, that tried hard to penetrate my ears. Still, we kept kissing. But the magic that held the space in the doghouse dissipated like ice on a hot southern day. When the cries became clear, we fumbled to get our clothes on. He's coming, he's coming, get out of there. I heard Nita, Carla's sister, clearly now. Then I heard daddy's truck stop, his creaky door open, then slam shut. Nita was frantic outside the doghouse. Hurry up! Daddy spotted us as we exited. Now Carla and Nita and I stood immobile outside the doghouse while daddy scampered towards us like a Confederate soldier who lost his horse. My first impulse was to run away, but I'd learn you get it sooner or later. And where would I go? Explaining was the best thing for me to do. Nita, without my logic, took off running and calling, Miss Susie, Miss Susie, Mr. Ames is back. He's got a belt off and he's about to whoop Carla and Oni. The Tennessee children who had even better logic, they secured themselves on the back porch behind rocking chairs. Now what you children doing in the doghouse, Daddy said without sweating from the heat, then looped the belt and held it loose in both hands. He snap popped it for both sound effect and fear. <laughs> Daddy, we weren't doing nothing. We just wanted to look inside, I said. I erected my head and shoulders like I was a soldier and held firm to my story. Yeah, Mr. Amos, Miss Susie said we could go inside and look, Carla said, sing-songy. Daddy stood, shirt untucked, belt off, and his britches contemplating the fall with each fa false move. <coughs> his lean body possessed no butt to speak of. His horn-rimmed glasses rested forward on his sizable nose, which seemed to smell blood, and so could mine. The first lash across my back landed on my butt, I covered my mouth and muffled my cry. He swirled the belt around and it landed across Carla's leg. She screamed like a siren. Then he masterfully repeated the maneuver in one big swish. I won't do it again, I shouted and repeated, hoping to get fewer licks. Daddy wove Carla and my hands together as one and held tight so we couldn't get away. Mama appeared on the porch and looked quickly across the cloud of red dust. Amos, what you doing to those girls? Moving as fast as she could with neither on her side, other children accompanied Mama enough with enough distance to run if Daddy came their way. Susie, I done told them time and time again not to get in those doghouses. I ain't gonna have children not listening to me, Daddy said firmly. Amos, let those girls go. They won't run. Mama stood defiant and at ease, like she'd take Daddy if she had to. Nita looked up at Mama. Miss Susie, how Mr. Amos know they were playing the kissing doctor game? <laughs> she asked with an innocent that could kill. <laughs> I looked at Nita without a blink, and then I looked at Carla, who had put her eye hands over her eyes. Daddy looked puzzled. What's she talking about, Susie? Daddy asked, scrambling to grab our hands again, but we flapped our arms like fledglings, not wanting to be captured. Wait, Amos, I don't know. Nita, baby, what do they do in the doghouse? Nita looked at Carla and then me, tilted her head, shrugged, 
and started to chirp. Well, they... At this point, silence was my best defense. Quiet, Carla. Well, hold up. Carla said, don't and shut up. <laughs> Quiet, Carla. Go on, Nita. Tell me what they do in the doghouse, Mama said. And if tigers and lions were loose in the backyard, it would not explain the fear I felt. Carla had her, held her head low as Nita spoke like a prisoner, newly released from solitary. Um, they kiss and they touch like doctors and nurses. Nita <laughs> said while she held tight to Mama's hands. You brat, you brat, you kissed only two, Carla said in hysterics. I thought she could have spared me the second count of the kissing Dr. Felony. <laughs> Nita shrugged again, but, not, but had nothing else to say. See, Miss Susie, I mean, see, Susie, I ain't raising no nasty bull dagger. Daddy lifted his belt, and Carl and I jumped behind Mama. Amos, that's enough beating. I told him they could play in that doghouse. I had no idea. Well, they're just children. I'll handle it, Mama said decis decisively. Then shot off another question. Why'd you come back anyway? Daddy worked hard to put his belt on before his pants fell down, then answered, I forgot a plumbing tool for work. Then Daddy huffed off to examine the doghouses then said, pointing his finger, I don't care what you told him. I told him not to go in there, and it'll be your fault if she turns up ruined, letting her run wild and committing unnatural acts and whatnot. Mama scooted us towards the house, gave Daddy a final disarming look, and then trailed behind us. All I could think of on the way inside was bulls had horns, and I did not. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For tickets to the next Queer Stories, visit giantdwarf.com.au. To check out other events I produce and perform in, visit mavemarsden.com. And if you'd like advance or discount tickets to these shows, look me up on crowdfunding platform Patreon.